Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. With birds singing in the background, it's time for a conversation with City Council Chair Richard McGinnis. Richard, nice touch this morning out there on your back patio. <laughs> you bet, Dale. Springtime <laughs> in Lincoln, everything's coming up green. So oh, it's great. It sounds good. So we'll put up with the, the bird songs in the background. It's all about money this morning. Let's start by talking about some big bucks. We're talking about CARES money. We're talking about American Rescue Plan money. Uh, tens of millions of dollars. First, the CARES money for public safety. Uh, the city's received it. Has it been allocated out yet? Uh, no, it hasn't yet. And that's what we'll probably try to tackle in the next 30 days is actually we have to put it into our budget. And this money, like you said, in the CARES Act was public safety money. And so it's going to end up mostly, if not all, with our uh Emergency, EMS, fire, police, uh, 911 centers. It was all to shore up a lot of the extra costs that they had over the year. You would be the perfect one to ask this question to because I could not answer the question. It came from someone who thought maybe some of the American Rescue Plan money should go to help compensate teachers for the school year they've had. And then the conversation turned to, well, I'm sure that it's... Uh, columned in such a way to where you can't spend it on certain things, even though it may be justifiable, you simply can't do it because the feds say you can't do it. Basically, is that true? Yeah, correct. The feds have said you can't supplant your original budget, and you can't use it for anything that would reduce your ongoing budget, uh, i.e. lower taxes. So those are the probably the two main things that came out of it. Uh, for the ARP, uh, for teachers, that's a, that's a school issue. That's something that the mm -hmm. city doesn't handle. Mm -hmm. and the schools have gotten their own relief packages over time. But again, for them, it, basically what everybody's looking for is good one-time projects that can come out of this that maybe will help, you know, help us in future if we come up with future pandemics or future problems um, that we can fix these ahead of time. Forgive me if you mentioned it and I didn't notice it. I was scrambling down some notes here as you were answering my first question. The city and CARES money is about 18 plus million. Correct. And Correct. the American yeah. Rescue Plan money, the ARP money, is just south of 46 million. Yeah. And then the ARP money will come in two, as I understand it, in two payments. One here real shortly, uh, like in the next week or two. Half is what we've been told, and maybe half after the first of the year back so be in 2022 we won't get it all up front um but and so the mayor and and we're trying priorities and such for the arp money um that money can be used for a little bit more the first one was supposed to be used for public safety and public uh, entities this one can be used for a lot other but it still cannot be used to lower your budget or to supplant other 
items that you have in your budget at this time. Richard, put me in that room at that table where this conversation is going to take place about spending, oh, 18 plus million. And then you turn around and here comes another 46 million. Yeah, they've been working on the uh, on the CARES Act money since May, um, basically since May last year, uh, places where they could use it for EMS, for ambulance services, how we can help them a little bit and bring up their cash reserves and other things. So that is there and for the police department, a big chunk of it's gonna go to police department, about half of it uh, to help them. They spend a lot of extra money. But in a world where, in a world where city leaders generally wake up and head to their city responsibilities and have to face cutting budgets or defunding, uh, policies and services. Here's an opportunity for city leaders to sit back and say, "We can allocate." That that's a that's a mental shift. Yeah, I think so. I I don't know. I haven't been in that room very often, so. Um, but it's something I think that with this administration, I'll, I'll give Larry and credit on this. She's really on top of it, and her staff is really on top of it, and they've been. They've been pretty open with us and letting us know where, but they are, they're asking about priorities and they're going to be asking the whole city what's some priorities. So this won't be done in a vacuum. Do you feel that the city council has been involved enough? Uh, that goes both ways, Dale. Uh, I like, I like when they have a plan and they bring it to us, but I also like to be part of the part of making the soup um so that goes both ways but yeah i i believe they've been open uh we have no no problem having access to all the directors um and larry's been really open with us so i i feel like they have been we just gotta be involved and, and ask the right questions and they'll have us involved as much as we want City Council Chair Richard McGinnis for the conversation on Lincoln Live. Where do you come down on f- actually hearing the words from Urban Development Director Dan Marvin that Pershing Center must be demolished? There's always been talk around it and the inference of it eventually happening. But at last Monday's meeting, he said it. This has to happen in order for the Pershing block to be redeveloped. I'm, I'm excited that we can keep moving forward on this. This is a great deal that, uh, speaking of Pershing having to come, come down, I've been in a lot of old buildings and that's kind of what I do in commercial real estate is work with commercial properties. And I walked through Pershing about a year and a half ago and that's probably most scared I've been being in a building between um, things falling down, ceilings falling down. It, it's not worth saving. So, yeah, Pershing needs to come down. But to have a very viable project on the table for Pershing with the White Lotus Group out of Omaha and uh, a possible library and other uses for that block, I'm excited. about. I think back to a comment Mayor Beitler gave me when I kept bringing up, what are you going to do to fill that space downtown where the two buildings, one burned and the other damaged because of it downtown? And he used the term organic. He said it has to happen organically. You can't, the city can't force someone or push someone into a spot like that. 
fair to say that's what's happened with the Pershing block, that given time, someone came up with a plan that fits into the broader scheme of downtown. Correct. And you're right. You can't just go out and give away a lot to get somebody incentive to try to do something. Uh, I think you you got to have the groups that can come out and do it and want to do it. We have a lot of activity downtown. It's it's fun between the Golds and the I call it the 14th and N Street block with Argent. There's a lot of projects that could be coming on board. We just hope and then Lincoln Journal Star Block mm-hmm. is now finally about ready to come forward. What happens to the library when it moves into the Pershing block? Hey, that's a good question. We haven't really talked about it much. I'm sure there will be other developers because they'll be right between the new uh, Argent project right on 14th and N and and then the new Pershing library if they move over there. I have a feeling it would be a desirable block. You got a parking garage there. I'm just picturing in my mind what developers are looking for. It would be a very desirable block. Half block, quarter block is about what it is. You have the old YW mm-hmm. right there that's owned by WRK and the Scott Brothers mm-hmm. next door. And they're ready to redevelop that. They've made some proposals in the past. So. The, the library doesn't work as a library building anymore, but is it structurally sound enough to stay, or would that have to come down? I, I really think that would probably need to come down. I hate to say that because it's, it's a lot more environmentally safe or easy to use the existing building. But that one was built at a time that maybe it wasn't as solid you know, as, as in 1920s and 30s, like the Gold's building was solid. There's a swimming pool in the old Y building, YW building. Mm-hmm. Basketball courts, gyms, all kinds of things we can do. That's a, that's a pretty good-looking building, too. Plus, that's part of the uh, capital corridor. So that has to go through the capital commission. A lot of things. A lot of things planned for downtown Lincoln. We're talking about it with City Council Chair Richard McGinnis. A few more minutes. Uh, two representatives of uh, developers for Warhorse Casino went before the Lincoln Chamber yesterday. Had a Zoom conference and threw out some pretty impressive numbers. Uh, I believe it was uh, Lynn Neary who said that uh, in 30 years of the Nebraska lottery, they've returned 800 million dollars back to the state of Nebraska to the citizens. Uh, she said that uh, Warhorse Casino can do that in seven. <laughs> also talked about uh, the income potential and the jobs and the the economic engine that Warhorse will become for the city of Lincoln. Do you share that excitement? Yeah, I do. I would I would love to have, see it. Um, I think it would be outstanding. You're talking about a 600 unit hotel. Um, you know, when you consider the embassy suites and the Cornhusker add up to less than 500. So if you add those two together, this one hotel's bigger, both embassy and Cornhusker. So if they're, you know, planning on being 70% full, it's going to have a lot of traffic, a lot of people come in there. And I think I like the idea of having a place where people can stay and maybe conventions and other things outside of downtown. 
Richard, in the time we have left, I just want to go to uh, another committee on which you were involved, and that is the naming of uh, the new high school, the name of the new Southeast uh, High School planned at 70th and Saltillo. You favored naming it Lincoln South High. You thought that was the best choice. It looks like the committee is going to name it uh, Standing Bear High School. Take me into that your thought process there and uh, the way it ended up with 46% of the more middle school students, they will feed into this new high school. They wanted South High, uh, only 16% of, of students at more favored Standing Bear. Yeah, we went through a, a pretty good process and in, in, um, our committee had a lot of discussions on other things and we were close to also throwing in Saltillo as a name for a high school for down there. A lot of the committee members felt it was time to change up their directional. I guess I'm an old traditionalist, and I thought it was pretty cut and dry that it should be a Lincoln South. Um, I just thought it would be a lot easier and just kind of following along with traditions for Lincoln that we had it at a Lincoln South. Um, a lot of them. It's a great story, though. The Standing Bear mm-hmm. uh, story is just outstanding mm-hmm. and everything. And I thought a lot of them brought it up that this could be a good teaching moment for kids. If they don't know anything about Standing Bear, you know, before, now it would be a great teaching moment. I just, a couple committee members pointed out that, you know, it also may be a time that they're going to have to do a lot of explanation and talking to people what Standing Bear uh, history and what they do, so it would be a lot of explaining. I thought Lincoln South would be real easy, and quite frankly, Dale, I was thinking that might be about the end of our directional schools. Mm-hmm. Then the next high school could probably start on mm-hmm. going with others, but as far as an individual name, Standing Bear is outstanding. Yeah, the day is not far where far off where <laughs> you're going to run out of directions, Richard. Yeah. The city's going to run out of directions, and we'll have to be creative. Well, thank you for your time. Let's hear those birds again. Yeah, there they are. Nice place to be in Lincoln, Nebraska on a Thursday morning. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Always good catching up with you. Okay. Thank you, Dale. Richard McGinnis with me today on Lincoln Live.